0: Hi, and welcome to episode number 190, Protecting Our innocence. So these last few weeks have been kind of difficult. I have been paying attention to what's going on in the Middle East. And for some reason, that has been like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. As far as what I'm seeing, what I'm consuming, what we're talking about, And it really made me think that I wanted to replay my episode 119 on protecting our child's innocence. But I want to add to that. I want to just say before I replay that episode that I think we forget as adults that we should protect our innocence. And when I say protect our innocence, I'm not saying leave the world. I am saying be very careful of how much you consume of the world. So it is important to know what's going on. Is it important to see very graphic pictures? I don't think so. It is important to know what's going on politically. Do we need to read everything about all the craziness of the world? Do we have to consume all of that with our senses, with our eyes, with our ears? Do we have to consume it? And when we consume it, whether it's through the news or through social media, when we consume it, it becomes a part of us. And what does that do to us? I told the story um, many times about... Many years ago, probably about 30 years ago, maybe a little over 30 years ago, Michael and I were watching an R-rated movie. The kids had gone to bed. We were watching an R-rated movie. And my eight-year-old son came down and said, he happened to notice the box. You know, (laughs) back in the day, the VCR had a little sleeve. It was like a little box. And he said, "Um, this is rated R. And we just kind of looked at him and he said, how come you get to see it? And we don't get to watch it. Now, we could easily say, well, it's adult material, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes our ratings are for maybe excessive violence or something that really just isn't themes that aren't appropriate for kids. Um, And that's one thing. But when we become sort of desensitized to all of it, because we're, quote, adults now, what does that do to our soul? What does that do to how we feel inside? I have been very proactive now in limiting how much news I look at, how much social media I look at. And if it is an image that I know is going to be either offensive to me or just make me feel terrible or make me see something I can't unsee, I don't look at it. I don't go there. I don't read the article. I know what it's going to say. I don't need to read it and see it to affirm that. So I would really like to encourage you, you and your husband, to consider this. If you want a home that is full of joy and light and truth and beauty and faith, does it really make sense that you and your husband can expose yourselves to all of the junk in the world many times over every day, and still show up to your children with beauty and truth and joy and light and faith? I don't think so. I would like to suggest that if we want that for our children, we should want it for ourselves. Yes, we have to stay abreast with what's going on in the world, but there are limits, and we can't let our curiosity take us over the edge. We just can't do it because when we do it, we are filled with all of that inside us and we bring that into our homes and we're not happy and cheerful and silly. We're heavy with the sin of the world that we may not have participated in, but that we take on to an excessive degree. So again, I'd like to encourage you, you and your husband, talk to each other about How can you protect your eyes? How can you protect what you hear, what your conversations are, so that you can really be the parents that your children can depend on to keep their childhood innocent? I hope you enjoy this episode. If you've listened to it before, I encourage you to listen to it again. I listened to it again, even though I wrote it and recorded it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I forgot about that. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, If you do, please don't forget to like or review my podcast. I really appreciate it. It tells Apple and Spotify that people are interested in this, that they like it, and that then gives them the reason to offer it to someone who is searching for a podcast like mine. Okay, everyone, praying for you all. I hope you have a good week, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith- and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 119, Protecting Innocence. Well, what is innocence? Innocence is defined as freedom from guilt or sin through being unacquainted with evil, lack of knowledge, and having simplicity and purity. Children come into the world full of the good, the beautiful, and the true. Everything in their world just is. They don't have ulterior motives until we teach them how. They aren't unkind until they see it modeled. They trust until they learn not to trust. They are unashamed of their bodies as they run away naked after taking a bath, laughing hysterically that you have to catch them. They live in wonder until someone makes fun of them or mocks them. They notice the smallest bug and experience the joy of stinky goats. Creation to them is awe-inspiring. They love to snuggle and just be with us until we give them a device to babysit them. They want to hear Llama Llama Red Pajama over and over and over again because they just take delight in a crying baby Llama. They don't lie until we shame them about their behavior and teach them to fear us. You can see an innocent child by just looking into their eyes. You can also see a child whose innocence has been taken away and now deals with the burden of adult realities. We have a tremendous responsibility to protect the innocence of our children. Once it's gone, they cannot get it back. There are no do-overs. And so when we think about protecting our children and protecting their innocence, the first thing I would like to suggest is that you pray to their guardian angels to protect their innocence. And that should be a daily habit to keep them away from the things that will tear down the wall between innocent and knowing. Also exposing them to the beauty and your love for your faith and the sacraments helps them remain innocent. Filling your home with family time, game time, and lots of laughter nurtures innocence. And on a more practical level, Here are some things to consider. You want to protect their eyes and their ears. So with their eyes, be very careful as you're driving down the road and there are billboards that display things that children should not see and even actually adults should not be seen. Women in scantily clad clothing or couples snuggling in intimate ways. Try to distract them as you're driving down the road so that they don't look out and see the billboard. Technology is the first place we need to address because technology has taken away not only the innocence of our children, but also our innocence by providing images and content that are just not good for us. Be vigilant about what you give to your children with regards to technology. Don't allow them to play all the games they want on phones. Don't allow Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. You make the decisions of what you're going to allow for your children to protect them. Maybe it's YouTube. They spend too much time on YouTube filling their minds with things that tear away at their innocence and waste their time so that they can't actually live a full and complete life because all they're doing is looking at videos on YouTube. Make sure that you have monitoring systems, internet monitoring systems on your phone and on your computers, and then pay attention to them daily. Things like covenant eyes or bark are really important ways to monitor what your children are doing, to protect them from places they should not go, and then to also have discussions with them about what they see. I remember Many years ago, actually, before monitoring systems were really well-known. So my children were very young. And we were studying ancient Greece and ancient Egypt. And one of my children went to go look up ancient Egypt and found a horrible site of intimate things that were done that were just so inappropriate and pictures that were so inappropriate. So be very careful. Make sure that all your devices are always in public spaces and that you don't allow them to have things in their room when they're alone. With TV, be very careful that you don't allow them to have too much time on TV. It's not like an hour a day. It's like an hour or two a week. That's a way to protect them. Also be careful about what they watch. Disrespectful themes and characters The children will become disrespectful when they see and hear those characters. People wonder, why are my children so sassy? Well, look at what they're watching, and that may tell you why they're so sassy or disrespectful. Also, be careful with music in the car. Maybe if you have small children and you just like to listen to your own music. I was one who did this until I really started listening to the lyrics. I never paid attention much until my kids were in the car. And then I thought, oh my gosh, they can't be listening to these lyrics and then singing these lyrics. So instead of always having something on in the car, talk to each other. Your children are held captive while you drive. It's the perfect time to talk or not talk. Let them be silent. Let them look out the window and create stories behind the scenes they see. Give them space and silence for their imaginations to flourish. But again, if you're driving down the road and you see all those billboards that you don't want your three-year-old boy to see, distract him with conversation. Help your children protect their innocence through their playtime. Avoid graphic toys. I'm talking about superheroes, or maybe toys that are based off cartoons that are disrespectful. So we had five boys, and they were all into the superhero thing, which was okay, Except that one of our sons, who's a brilliant artist, started drawing his own superheroes. And I happened upon his drawing book and the superheroes were dark and they were graphic and they just, it just didn't feel right. It didn't look innocent and it didn't feel right. And he was a young boy. He was probably about eight. And so we brought him to us and we brought out the drawing book And we talked to him about what he was drawing. And we said, we're going to take this away for now, just for now. We want you to draw and explore your creativity, drawing other things. But for now, this has gotten too dark. Do you know that when he became a teenager, he came and thanked us for that. He told us that, yes, he was going down a dark road. And by drawing it, it became reality for him. So your children may not like it in the beginning when you take things away, but if you're loving them and respecting them, they will appreciate why you did it later on. We did not allow Barbies for the girls or female superheroes for the boys because they were just grotesquely exaggerated bodies. No woman looks like that. And even if a woman does look like that, I don't want our sons, you know, having their thumb caressing the breasts of some female superhero. Not cool! Fill your child's day with dress-up and make-believe, Legos, arts and crafts supplies, and reading good books and lots of playing outside. Let them build forts in the family room and create clues for home treasure hunts. Find a good music teacher and give them a new instrument to learn or a cookbook designed to teach children how to cook. Don't feel the need to make sure they're entertained all the time, either by you or with toys. Let them be bored. That's when their imaginations and simplicity can ignite. I remember a life-sized T-Rex our boys created out of rolled scrap paper, lots of tape and staples and some string to hang it from the ceiling. It was so awesome. Help them keep their innocence in the way they dress. We take their innocence away by dressing them up as mini-adults, especially the girls, of course. Don't have cutout things, mini-skirts, and really form-form-fitting clothes. Help them learn from two years old how to dress with modesty, simplicity, and innocence. Please don't fall into the trap of whatever the latest child designer is offering. You make the decision of how you want your children to dress to honor the innocence of the creation of God. The next place I want you to check is you, you and your husband, because you actually have the power to take away their innocence and you may not even realize it. Adult behaviors of selfishness, self-centeredness, Pride, disagreements with our spouse, and criticisms of our spouse done in front of our children erodes their innocence, especially disagreements and criticisms of our spouse. It's a terrible thing. You're putting your child in a place of having to choose who's right and who's wrong, and that takes away the innocence of believing their parents are perfect. Be very careful. That if you have a criticism of your spouse, it's done in private. And if you have a disagreement, you move it away or you choose not to disagree until you can come to a place where you are alone and calm. Maybe it's the movies that we watch. We give to our children what we fill our lives with. So is it movies that are R-rated that are really not appropriate for us? Is it the distraction of social media? or Netflix shows or sexually explicit movies. I remember when one of our sons came down from bed, they had already been put to bed and we started watching a movie and he came down and at the time it was a VCR, so it had a big sleeve, you know, container. And he looked at it and he said, isn't this an R-rated movie? And I think he was about eight at the time. And we just looked at him and he said, how come you can watch R-rated movies and we cannot? Now, there is a place for adult things and child things. And there are some R-rated movies that are rated for violence that, you know, aren't particularly bad, but a child should not watch them. But he had a point. We really started to consider it. Why is it that we're exposing ourselves to this junk? And actually, we stopped watching R-rated movies for a very, very long time. If the R was because of sexual content, we never watched it anymore. Maybe we've taken our children's innocence away by modeling behavior that is without human interaction, like scrolling Instagram or social media for hours on end. Check your phone usage in your settings, check your screen time, and compare it to the amount of eye-to-eye contact or one-on-one contact you had with your child. What does that look like? If it's disproportionate, it's neglectful, and neglect takes away innocence. Books. We all want our children to be great readers, but do you sacrifice the quality of the books for reading time? Say no to Captain Underpants, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, or the Babysitter's Club series. These are junk, junk chapter books, and they're like junk food, full of like sugar and additives, that end up leaving you angry and bloated after you eat too much. That's what we do to our children when we give them this junk reading. They get angry. They often emulate the characters who are never respectful or have the values or morals that you're trying to teach your children. Children will take on character traits that you don't want them imitating, and they'll be exposed to behavior that you have not allowed in your home. Introduce your children to classics that are well-written and innocent. And I've had parents coming to me when I was a teacher saying, but they don't want to read anything else. And I said, that's because you're letting them still read this. Take it away. Tell them why you're taking it away and offer them other options that are good classics. Trust me, they will find something they love and then they'll be hooked. Another place to be very careful about protecting the innocence of our children is in the school and with friends. It's sad to say, but there are children your children should not be close friends with. We teach our children to be charitable and kind to everyone, but you become who you surround yourself with. And if the parents of another child are not vigilant in protecting their own child's innocence, and that should not be a sacrifice your child needs to make in the name of being friends. I saw it countless times in schools when I was a teacher. In a sense, your innocent child becomes a soft target for children who know too much. Those children are filled with knowledge or visuals that are hard to process, and so they feel the need to share it relieves them of the burden of seeing and knowing more than they should. Speak with your children often to help them understand how to find the friends that will be good friends for them, those who share the same values and will help them be better rather than tempt them to do wrong. When our children are younger, we can control their environment. But as they grow, you set those boundaries, those limits. Explaining in simple terms why they can or cannot do something that you think would strip away their innocence. I often told my children when they started to grow up, they weren't allowed to watch certain things or do certain things and they would complain to me, how come I don't get to? And I would tell them, look, I protect my innocence. I don't watch certain things and I don't go certain places and I'm not around people who are not good for me. This is a lifelong battle, actually. And in the beginning, it's our battle for our children. But then we need to sort of give them the armor to battle it themselves. I was very clear with my son when he was in eighth grade that he wasn't using the phone for internet, app use, or gaming. He was not happy with me. Everybody was doing Snapchat at the time. He didn't get to do it. He had the phone to call me if he needed me, and he had a small group of friends he could text with, friends that I knew. You gradually give your children more freedom with responsibility while carefully monitoring their behavior. Many years ago, I had a conversation with a friend of mine whose daughter was on Facebook. Now, my daughter was on, they were both in about eighth grade, and I was carefully monitoring what my daughter was doing. Facebook kind of had just come out, if you can believe it, way back then. And so we really didn't understand at the time what was going to happen with Facebook. But anyway, my daughter came to me and said that this friend of hers, whose mother I'm friends with, was on Facebook and she was posting bad pictures and she was friends with people that did not look good for her. And so I brought this to my friend's attention. And she said, no, she's not on Facebook. I said, yes, she is. I said, do you monitor what she's doing on the computer? She said, no, I don't have time in the day to monitor every action of all my children. You have to find time. You have to make time in the day to monitor what's going on. Have good reports coming from your monitoring systems so that you can clearly see when children have crossed the line, and also so that they understand if they cross the line, you're going to hear about it. And that dissuades them from crossing the line. Even with children in high school, especially the boys with the pornography, be vigilant. Don't be afraid to tell them to find new friends. Discuss with your children what they think of their friends. It can be tricky, but really important. Make sure you know their friends and make sure you're being very careful in helping your children protect their innocence. The ultimate piece of advice I can give you in protecting your child's innocence for as long as possible is by protecting your own. Fill your life with the good, the beautiful and the true, and you will model values your children will embrace. From the time they are toddlers, nurture a strong connection with them be their mentor and their trusted friend not their peer but the friend that nurtures all that is simple and pure in the world take care do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be the woman god has called you to be Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at janet at findingjoyandmotherhood.com.